Hello everybody, and welcome to The Talking Spot. This is episode one of an ongoing podcast series just dedicated to all the cool and interesting things that I come across in our uh, vast world that we have here. (laughs) Today we're going to talk Tesla, or rather the Tesla event that just went by about a day ago. Um, They unveiled some pretty interesting things I think we should talk about. Also, um, in addition to that, we may dabble a little bit into some AI. And, hmm, let's see. I guess whatever other cool tech things come across, I have a few conspiracy theories, or rather future-proof theories, as to where I think the state of AI will go and what I think people's attention will be flocking to in the near future. So without further ado, let's get this going. Real quick, I've got me my good old trusty bottle of Jack right here. I'm going to pour a little bit put it on the rocks start this morning off with a with a bang a bang bang all right all right I'm awake now so in other news with Tesla just the other day, they unveiled some pretty cool things, actually, at um, their little press conference release. Um, I guess it was Tesla's way of trying to bring more investors into the company, maybe. Maybe to spark a little bit more interest with where the state of the company is going. And they unveiled some pretty uh, fascinating things, to say the least. One, they unveiled semi-trucks. Tesla electronic fully electronic semi trucks that are supposed to be better in every single way from a a traditional diesel truck can pull more can go faster it's got connectivity to i'm sure the cloud and, and internet servers so you can actually convoy these trucks you can take multiple trucks with you on a on a trip which elon musk kind of hinted at will probably revolutionize the way that we get transportation of goods and, and um, products to people in a way more efficient and a lot s- safer way really it's pretty pretty terrific stuff um, let me see let me go ahead and pull up here the specs because I don't want to be telling people the wrong stuff but it's some pretty interesting things um, I I know that they were saying that without any load this truck can actually move or it's zero to 60 time is pretty astounding it, it's it's that of what you would expect in an everyday vehicle to reach zero to 60 wise it's i think it was like five seconds and that's not even just average everyday car that's a that's a pretty fast car that's equivalent of a modern day sports car of some sort and it's let's see I'm going to go to actually, I'm actually going to be on Tesla's website. I was at another site, but I want to get straight from the people, straight from the men themselves. All right. So it can go a range of 500 miles on a full charge battery and at a supercharge station can recharge itself in, in just half an hour. It can recharge itself by 400 miles. That's pretty crazy, if you really think about it. A half an hour, and you've got literally enough range 
to go from Fort Worth, Texas to San Antonio on one charge. That's in the in half some miles to spare. That's pretty crazy. So the acceleration that they said, um, which this was the really interesting thing that I th I thought was pretty cool with it, the acceleration on these semis with a full load of 80,000 pounds, which is the max amount of limit that um, the country will let you pull something through through a semi, zero to 60 in 20 seconds, guys. 20 seconds. That's that's nothing to just look lightly upon that's that's pretty groundbreaking and this is even keep in mind you know this is it it itself the truck itself is a heavy vehicle as well so yeah they're uh the trucks are pretty amazing at what they can really do Actually, you know, it's really funny. If you go onto their actual website and scroll down on their semi page, it actually, their <laughs> their description for this thing's performance is just badass performance. That's it. Badass performance. <laughs> and within the next handle next to it just says the quickest acceleration from 0 to 60 in just 20 seconds with full load. That's crazy. That's crazy stuff. Also, the other thing I really liked about the semi was just the layout of it the sheer layout is pretty pretty awesome you don't actually sit in it like you would a traditional diesel truck where there is a you know a left and right seat you're positioned directly in the middle of the seat I mean directly in the middle of the cab and you almost have this this complete overview it kind of reminds me of like if you've ever seen those gaming stations where you sit in a chair and they've got like this widescreen monitor and you can just look from left to right and just see screen in front of you it's kind of it's kind of what it looks like it's super immersive um and that <laughs> in this seat it it's followed by a steering wheel right in front of you and two big what look like monitor screens ironically enough there's two of them you have one on the left and one on the right one that displays basically all of your your vehicle information you know speedometer and you know st basically it'll show you a, a whole rundown of in real time of what's going around uh going on around you so you've got your sensors placed in around the vehicle it'll tell you if there's something within those you know if there's a car maybe coming up around you it'll uh, identify it through one of the sensors and it'll display it on that screen the screen to the right of it is almost like a help screen it's I imagine you can do probably anything you want with it it's got like internet con connectivity so I believe you can pull up map data maybe even be able to browse the internet or something on it I don't know the cool thing with these futuristic tech vehicles is that I guess the sky is really the limit since the majority of everything is software based you can kind of just have whatever experience you want but in addition to that, everything else, just like Tesla is known for, is very minimalistic. There's not a whole lot else going on. Um, but very interesting. Just a very, very interesting platform. Very cool thing for them to do. Um, this is kind of a really iconic moment. And hence the reason why I even wanted to start this podcast and let this be the first episode is just because I, I, had, to, I had to say something about this. This was the only thing I thought that was slowing down electric vehicles from 
really being the future of everything. I didn't think that it would be possible to be able to produce a electric platform that can haul major weight, but Tesla has figured out a way to do it and it's incredible to say the least. Uh, it says it'll have the lowest cost of ownership, electric energy costs are half of those of diesel, fewer emissions like you know the whole nine, everything that makes an electric car attractive is applies to this as well you know lower maintenance cost it's a, just a, a very streamlined easy platform to work with that's awesome it's even got daytime running lights my car doesn't even have daytime running lights and <laughs> it's a that's a semi wow so that's pretty much semi um in addition to semi they they showed two variants of it they showed a traditional what looks like a traditional semi but they also brought out like a little black or maybe a dark gray counterpart to it that was a lot smaller but it looked almost like it reminds me of kind of like what those fedex trucks looks like if you've ever seen them when they go around delivering packages kind of looks like one of those just a smaller version and uh shoot i i don't they just really talk specs for the big one but i'm sure that little one is just equally as good so very very interesting stuff from tesla on, on the semi front for sure very very interesting stuff but we haven't even got to the juicy bits yet we haven't even got to what really intrigued me about this whole thing and i guess let me go ahead and pull it up and we'll get right on to, we'll talk about that one in just a second here So the cool thing that really piqued my interest being the gearhead that I really am, whenever they were about to end the press conference or you thought they were going to end it, they go to pull the trucks away, the semis, and then one of them stays along, drops its bed or I guess you could say the, uh, the storage compartment of it. They drop down the door and out they pull out what is now the second generation Roadster. The car that kind of set it off for Tesla, they brought out a second iteration of it, and boy, is it bad. It is bad to the bone. Let me just, before, I'm going to do the same thing Elon did. Before I even discuss any of the way it looks or any or try to sell the idea of it to anybody, let me just talk about the specs on it. 0 to 60, 1.9 seconds. Okay, 250 plus mile per hour top speed, 620 mile range on a full battery, 0 to 100 rec uh, mile per hour, 4.2 seconds, and then a quarter mile in 8.8, 8.9 seconds. Now, I'm sure anybody that's, that's heard anything about this, they know those specs off the bat. This is me just kind of reiterating it. But just think about that for a minute. That is uh, that is godly level performance out of a vehicle. That's scary. That's almost that's that's almost a level where I would fear for anybody that has that. <laughs> that is just a casket on wheels, for lack of better terms. It's just that's that's crazy to think that you can do a quarter mile in nine seconds. Nine seconds. If there was just a flat stretch of land from 
the middle of Fort Worth to the middle of San Antonio, Texas, you could literally just floor this car, drive it, you can go from Fort Worth to San Antonio, be there in 12, 13 minutes. Now, obviously, because of rules and regulations, that's not really a feasible thing. But, I mean, just to know that they're they're capable of making something that can perform a feat like that, it could do something like that. It's just, it's insane, man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And the big takeaway that I have with this, or the big thing that I really think is significant about this car is that it's not just... You know, yes, it's an amazing car. And can it do a lot of cool things? Yes. It, but is there a lot of mystery to it? Like, will it be as reliable when it's released? Well, you know, whatever. There's a lot of things up in the air, right? But to me, the most important thing about this car is that it really shows that, like, it shows the vision that these guys at Tesla have been seeing in their head this whole time. They've envisioned a world where it's, you know, I think a lot of the time there's a big stigmatism because of cars like the Prius and whatnot, where people thought that electric cars can't be cool. They can't, you know, they, they'll never be what, what people want to adopt or take, you know, in, into their own. It's this car is basically proving that, look, electric cars can be cool. And not only can they be cool and help the environment and be efficient, but they can outperform anything you put in front of it. I mean, right now, I, I don't believe in my mind. I, I cannot because of just knowing, being mechanically inclined and knowing, you know, I'm a technician and knowing, the, you know, what I know about mechanics and stuff. I cannot picture a gasoline vehicle being able to perform any of the things this car can do and still have the reliability factor to it. Could I see a gasoline car hitting 250 plus miles an hour? Maybe. Yeah, I could see that maybe. If there was enough research and development in it, but the thing would get like two miles per gallon. You know, it, it wouldn't have a range of 620 miles. It, and it definitely probably wouldn't have four seats and storage compartments like this car has. Like it's, it's just insane. It's insane to think that in just, you know, I think less than a decade that Tesla's been a thing. Well, at least under Elon Elon Musk's leadership, like it's it's just an, it's mind-boggling to see the things that they've they've done, and that's it's crazy. So I guess what you guys are wondering now is, what well, was it a concept? When's it gonna come out? They have it scheduled to come out in just two years. That's the crazy thing. Twenty twenty, people can buy this. So I guess the big question the big elephant in the room is now what do the other companies out there do because there are are there other companies that implement hybrids and somewhat electric vehicles and some do electric vehicles none of them are capable of doing or at least producing these type of numbers that tesla's coming out with so what do these companies do i think in my own personal opinion I think it's inevitable that electric cars are going to be the thing everyone uses. I'm, I'm completely sold on it. I think the, the last straw, like I said before, was the semis. Them unveiling that pretty much solidifies the fact that electric is the future of, of vehicles. I think if the other companies are smart, and I mean big companies, Honda, BMW, 
uh, Audi, Lexus. I mean, just, you know, you name it, Mercedes, all the big names. I think if they're smart, what they need to start doing is kind of, they need to start incorporating electric into their catalog in a bigger way. I think instead of doing what they're doing now where they have all of their gasoline cars and they're marketing their gasoline cars and they just basically like, oh yeah, we have an electric car. But if you notice that most of the electric cars these companies have, they don't appeal to the customer base at all because that's not what these companies are trying to specialize in. They know that those aren't what are selling big. So they put more focus into their big flagship cars. I think if these companies want to survive and they want to continue to have their place in the automotive space, they need to start adopting electric vehicles from the ground up. They need to start making cars, start put some R&D into making cars from the ground up that are fully electric, that can compete. I had this thought the other day. I was, I was coming home from work and I was thinking... I don't really think it would be too hard for these companies to to do this, to adopt this kind of idea. Because if you think about it, a lot of times people buy these cars for the way they look, right? Maybe the way they look. I mean, it's it, it's different. Okay, I might just be one it might might just be my subjective opinion that you buy a car off the way it looks. Maybe, you know, other people buy something because of the way it feels or it handles or yada yada whatever. I believe that, say, if you took hmm, what's a what's a good unknown car, a GTR, a Nissan GTR, okay, you gutted the engine from it completely, you rebuilt it from the ground up off an electric platform, made it be competitive with Tesla's Model S in in terms of specs or speed, but give them that shell, give them the look, make it still look like a Nissan GTR. I heard a while back that BMW and some of their M cars were doing this thing where the exhaust note of the car was, you know, still tremendous because the engine was tremendous. But it, from if you were outside of the vehicle and you saw this car do a flyby, it would sound cool, but it's like eh. But in the car, they would simulate through speakers an exhaust note that was a lot more rich or throaty, so that when you're driving the car, you get this impression that the car sounds amazing. When in reality, it sounds just good, right? I don't see why they can't take that same type of technology. They, I mean, they already have the engines for these big cars that people spend lots of money for, that people dream about in the car communities. I don't see why they can't put R and D into making those exhaust notes and those sounds and basically replicate that that feeling of having that car, but put it on an electric platform. Because if you think about it. If all the cars on the road were electric but they looked the same, there'd be no argument. Like people who are big on gasoline cars could not argue because these cars are more efficient. They save you money, like in the long run, and they still look good. I feel like if some of these big companies are going to survive, they need to start adopting principles like that. They need to start putting this into practice where they are in D and start making really good cars of the future that people actually like and want to buy. Not just catering to a, a market that they think they have to be in because if they're not, they're gonna they're gonna die. Because if they don't adopt this good these practices, they're gonna get knocked on their ass when when Tesla comes through. That's just that's just the truth. All right, so breather break. Let me take a sip of my Jack real quick. It was a lot of information. 
Ah, all right. We're going to take a pretty nice-sized music break. Give you guys a chance to breathe. Give myself a chance to breathe. And kind of set the mood for what we're going to be talking about next. We got some really cool sci-fi meets reality type topics to talk about. So be ready. AI's up next. All right. We're back. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Those are the sounds of Pingus. That's right, Pingus. If you look him up, he makes a lot of really cool, like, 80s neon vibed. Well, I don't have to tell you. You just listen to it. Anyway, it's really cool. I just found that guy. Go check him out. Show him some. So, uh, I can't speak today. Show him some love. So, getting back on topic, the next thing I want to kind of discuss is the future of AI and where it's at currently right now. This is no new news. Um, I'm going to bring this up just because it's, it is kind of an amazing thing to think about. But a few weeks ago, they released that an AI finally beat out a human in the game of Go. Now, for any of you guys who don't know what that is, um, maybe you're just tuning in. Go is a very, very complicated game. It's very simple in its design, but the possibilities for what that game can be like is endless. It's set up a lot like chess, but it's a little, you know, it's a little different. Every instead of having different, um, instead of having like different moves that you can make with that, like having independent pieces that do different things, everything kind of does the same thing. And like I said, it's a very, very basic type of game, but it's so elaborate. It's it's kind of crazy that somebody could have came up with it. But it was something that no one saw AI. It was a feat that we didn't see AI being able to do for for a little bit longer of time. Like it was way, way soon in, in coming. Like the the national Go champion lost to a computer program essentially in this game that has endless possibilities. So that happened very soon. I think they, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I'm just estimating here. I think they said they didn't expect that kind of level of computing to come for at least another like half a decade, a decade. Um, and that just happened now. So AI is definitely advancing really quick. And I think what we'll come to find with AI is that it's in, in its infancy, it's pretty dumb. It takes it a little bit of time to really figure out how to do things. If you just look up on YouTube, if you look up some AI videos, you'll you'll see it. You'll see that AI are trying to learn patterns and learn how to do whatever task that's been programmed to them. It takes them a while. But once they finally get it, they're they're almost unstoppable. They're beasts. They can do it better than humans can even do it, right? So the state of AI. Um I guess the big thing I want to talk about on it is I think that AI at some point or another is going to be something we, we can't ignore. It's, it's going to merge into our day-to-day lives a lot, a lot more, especially with the electric vehicles thing. You know, we just talked about Tesla. AI is going to kind of be that next step. It's that next thing that we're going to have to adopt into our day-to-day lives. I think that people are right to have their their suspicions and and be worried about where it could it could lead i think 
a lot of movies kind of even though they poke fun at it i think there is a high possibility ai could enslave the entire universe i mean <laughs> maybe not the entire universe but at least our world they could enslave us if they if they became so knowledgeable they can do everything big better than we can they'll know our biology like we have to be very very careful about how we go about this but what i want to talk on and i'll talk probably talk on the next five minutes about this is i think i know of a way that we could approach ai that would help us integrate with it better and i think that we could there will be a mutual benefit between having ai and ai having us opposed to just either enslaving us to make us these workhorses or or just kill us off because they find this just utterly uh for lack of better terms a flaw in the grand in the, the grand design so i'm gonna take i'm gonna give me one second i'm gonna go ahead and pull up a few resources real quick and then we'll we'll get into that my theory on ai okay so i got some resources pulled up now um you know it's funny the wall street journal put out an article a couple days ago um I can't remember what the exact title was. I think it was like, without humans, artificial intelligence is still pretty stupid. Um, and the, the article just basically t was, uh, you know, if you go, if you read through it, basically it was just saying that artificial intelligence on its own, you know, has limitations in it. You know, there's a few things it cannot do without human supervision. I mean, it's a lot of it's clunky. So there's, that's a little good news in, in the in the grand scheme of things of knowing that AI is not just like a day away from being this crazy powerful thing, but I think it will become that crazy powerful thing in due time. I think it's it's stupid to not see it as that. So diving into my theory on on what I think we could do as we progress with artificial intelligence and and we make it we grow with it and create it, make it stronger and whatnot. I think the idea is we might have to come to the conclusion that artificial intelligence, when it gets to its prime, it will be far above what the top level of what humans can reach. And, and the the best way that I could put it is this: I think if our reach right now, if we have struggle even trying to get out of our our solar system or just try to 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 go from one world to another world, or yeah, for for lack of better terms, I guess one planet to another planet. Um, I believe AIs can go anywhere they want, and I truly mean that. I I feel like because they can come to because of their life, their 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 the way they think is very binary. It's it's ones and zeros. It's yeses and nos. I think that they can come up with solutions to problems a lot faster than we can, and so things that we can't fathom or things that we can't understand how to to overcome i think they will be able to very quickly so what i think we should do as as ai is progressing i think we should be implementing this idea that we should kind of let ai take control a little bit let them i mean they're going to surpass us anyways ai is not going to just stop the production of it's not going to stop people are just not going to stop making ai i mean i'm pretty sure even if governments around the world made it illegal to do artificial intelligence i'm sure there would be somebody somewhere tucked away in some hole that would be trying to make ai and the scary thing about that is that 
there would be no regulations at that point and AI would essentially be able to become whatever it wants to become at that point. So I think we should adopt it. I think we should do the smart thing and grow grow AI, but I think we should do it with the intention of it one day surpassing us. We should have it that be the mindset anyways. So when that day comes, I believe we should basically come to AI with almost like almost the way that we would create a peace treaty. We would go to them and say, look, these are the things that we as human beings want to accomplish, what we want to do. And we're going to give you guys full reign to do whatever you want. If y'all want to put funding into going you know, out of this solar system and to go places and to expand our reach, you do it. But I think if we can make an agreement with AI and not limit AI, once it becomes aware that it, it has this potential to do incredible things that we let him do them. I think that a lot will help us. Um, I know Elon Musk even talked about integrating with them, like physically putting <laughs> machines in us. Therefore, they would not want to kill us because they become us, right? Like, But that's kind of a freaky concept. I think we can get around that just by letting AI do what it's going to do. It's going to come to its, its conclusions anyways. It's going to do what it wants to do once it gets strong enough anyways, or smart enough, I guess you could say. But there's a few things that AI can't do, and in particular, what I was thinking is if AI gets put into robots that are able to move and operate on their own, AIs for the most part cannot service themselves unless there's other, you know, unless they have other machines to do it. At some point in time, hardware fails, and I think that will be our new purpose really as a human species is to basically maintenance AI because AI is going to have more intelligence to make bigger differences so I, I think that's really our best shot is just kind of integrating with what they want to do opposed to what we want to do if we do that if we allow ai to to basically run their own ship and we basically put them in control allow them to further our existence forever for whatever they want then that allows us to do a lot more leisure things like we we the human species would have a lot more leisure time by just giving up saying look we've we've tried to expand we've gotten you know far we've done a lot but you know our focus now is that we want to just be happy then we get to focus on really cool things and that's kind of how i'm going to segue into my next topic which kind of coincides with the future of ai and that is augmented reality and virtual reality. So in my head, I've always thought it would be kind of cool, like if AI became this thing where they are at the forefront of our growth and our reach, they're, they're implementing new strategies, new ways for us to get to, to further system, like solar systems and explore new horizons, then we could be here focused on enjoying our lives. Our main focus as a human species would be that of just to maintenance AI, to maintenance them, to allow them to further their reach and get stronger, smarter, whatever. Because if they get stronger, smarter, then we're stronger and smarter. I think it, it would be funny because in that kind of, in that kind of aspect of living, we become almost like pets, right? So if you think about, we have dogs and cats. Dogs and cats don't really do a whole lot for us, but 
they make us happy. They make us smile. So we put up with them, right? And we love them. I think if we can come across, if we can make that that similarity between us with AI, they won't want to enslave us or destroy us, right? So let's just assume that happens. AI is now in control and we're going to different planets and different things. Here on Earth, we could focus on augmented reality and virtual reality and augmented reality being something that we use in our day-to-day lives. So imagine this. Imagine all of the jobs that we technically have that we hate. You know, people work in the service industry. People work in, you know, gas stations and banks and, you know, whatever it might be. Like people on the low end of stuff are typically unhappy there's some there's some exceptions to that some people who get paid you know what they want to get paid and they live the life they want to live they're they're predominantly happy but the vast majority of people are unhappy because we we work in these soul-crushing jobs so a future where ai is in control we now our main focus is just to keep them running and keep them going that's the biggest aspect of life is to keep the machines moving so a typical day of work would be that you would go to work in service machine. Maybe you have a robot that puts in seats in a Tesla or something, right? And your job is to service that machine. Make sure that those machines that do that job function can do that. You know, if they break down, you repair them or whatever. Now, the cool thing with augmented reality is that while all of this is going on, if we put some good research and development into to AR, then while we're performing our day-to-day job functions, we could be having these experiences in augmented reality. We could be working on something and then at the top left, top right corner of our vision, <laughs> we could be seeing, you know, we could have YouTube running in the background or we could be playing music or, you know, because if you think about it, your eye would become your smartphone at that point. Maybe, you know, if you're wearing glasses or whatever, we're gonna use a headset that projects AR through that headset would be essentially like looking at your phone all day long except now that it's augmented you can perform these things while you're working so the quality of work people would be a little bit more happy to go to work now because their jobs are relatively simple you have one task you learn it and it's just rinse rinse repeat and in the process of doing this job you now can do things that entertain you you can listen to music you can watch videos you can you know whatever sky's the limit you know Um, and then after, you know, after you're off work, you could go around your environment and your environment would be shaped by augmented reality as well. Imagine going into work and for every season, every holiday, the theme around you, your environment changes to replicate that, that theme. That'd be pretty cool. I think, and you could do that in all the big major cities and whatnot. I think that future with AI is one that's pretty interesting and it interests me intrigues me like a lot so don't even get me started on vr this is probably the biggest thing i'm most anticipating for the future of the of humanity virtual reality because if you thought augmented reality was cool right having cool things to do while you work or while you interact with your world right virtual reality is a whole nother game and the cool thing about vr is in this simulated world where we're doing these things, after we're off work we and we go home, we can plug into the virtual reality and literally create whatever world that our heart desires, right? So 
this is what I think is really intriguing, and I hope this is the future that that we're blessed to come across because once computing power gets to a point where it's strong enough and VR is accessible on the consumer base, there's nothing stopping people from being able to come home and have experiences where they can, you know, you think about video games right now, right? There's a video of the game that comes out and you like it, you go, you buy it, come home, you play it, whatever, yada, yada, yada. It would be the same thing, but virtual reality becomes an experience, okay? So imagine instead of buying video games, you're buying experiences. So say you always wanted to go to Tokyo, right? Or you wanted to go to Spain or Venezuela or you know maybe you know and that's just in the traveling aspect of things right you always wanted to see these places but you could never afford to physically go to them well through vr now if a developer decides to map that entire geographical region and put it into a computing space then you could come home buy that experience like it's dlc download it to your vr headset and then you can basically sit down, lay down, whatever, put your VR headset on, and you can explore Spain. You could explore Italy. You could, you know, you could go anywhere you wanted. And, you know, and, and it's not just with with things like this. It's not just with, like, traveling like that or being able to see new things. Imagine being able to just have your own life inside a virtual world, right? You could have your dream spouse, your dream children, your dream house, your dream anything, in this virtual reality space so even if your reality isn't the reality you wanted to have okay say you went through your day-to-day -day life augmented reality is AR is cool and whatnot but maybe you were born in an area you never wanted to be at you go home put your VR headset on and the the world of your dreams is now at your disposal that is incredibly interesting stuff and I could imagine a world see I think it would be a lot easier for people to want to give up our claim to AI let AI take the, the reins and let them do what they want to do if that meant that we okay we give up that pursuit for for reach and expansion but we're able to to live whatever life that we ever we get to live the, our dream lives essentially whatever life you ever aspired to have could have it that sounds amazing to me and i don't think that's unlikely i think there is a you know there's the first time i think in, in our entire in our entire human existence where i think a, a a possibility for there to be a time and space where anybody who's born into this world is a will be allowed to have the desires of their heart while they're alive i think this is the first time where that could actually be a feasible possibility and i don't know how many years off that is it could be 20 it could be 30 but i definitely think if that is the future that we're trying to build i think that within our lifetimes we'll see it for sure either that or ai just kills us all you never know <laughs> either either of those scenarios is a definite possibility so that's anyways that's my you know my very long story of where i think ai and the future of technology can can take us
I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think that's pretty powerful stuff in that kind of in that kind of light. Yeah, so those are my thoughts on the future of technology and AI, that whole space of augmented and virtual realities. That's the future that I think we should adopt, or at least I hope we can adopt. There's just something really cool about thinking about a world where even if it's an artificial thing, everybody can be happy and have everything that they want, whether it be real or not. I mean, if you really think about it, we already have a kind of re a, a dual life setup where we have our internet life and we have our day-to-day -day life. Both are usually completely different from one another. A lot of people are different online than they are in person. I don't think incorporating another reality in the mix really is going to hurt anybody. I think that kind of world would be pretty baller, to say, to say the least. It would be pretty awesome. But that's enough of the futuristic geek talk. Real quick, I just kind of want to tell you guys a little bit about myself so you all know the guy behind the, the podcast, the voice. So my name is Brandon. I go by a couple of pretty quirky handles. Call me one, Brown Sasuke. Okay, I'm really out here. I am the star boy with an I. Alright. Young Dread Boy XXX69. You know, I have, I have many names. I'm revered across the land. Nah, not really. But, I mean, I go by all kinds of things. I would, you know, if you guys really want to find me on my social media, y'all can hit me up, reach out to me and talk to me. Call me whatever you want. Call me a douchebag. Call me a sap. Call me an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you want. It's all probably true in some, some shape or form, some way. But I wanted to start this podcast. I was very interested in the idea of creating a space where... I can basically talk about different topics of interest, things that are you know that come out. Have a platform where discussion can be made, um, not just you know, not just with my inner circle, but with people out there on the internet entirely. I'd love to be able to have a spot where people can come out and we you know we can just talk about things. There, there's something that's really uh, something really special about conversations and i don't feel like a lot of people have a lot of those anymore with, with the shape of technology i think we've lost community a lot in many aspects and yeah you can find some communities online and in, in, in certain spots but something about a space that's all about discussion and having fun and enjoying cool themes and topics you know i'd like one day to even do a podcast on here and just do a Q&A or something. You know, you guys send me in your questions and I'll answer them or, I'll, you know, whatever it may be. I'll leave that up to you guys, though, to to make that happen. You guys just reach out to me. I'll link my social media. You can find me right now on social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all under the same handle of The Talking Spot on Facebook. I'm going to eventually change it back to Talking, but it was at the time when I made that the talking was taken so i had to make it talk in so it's the and then talking so talking without the g and then spot <laughs> without the g spot i didn't even tend to make that that uh 
that comparison but it, hey it's there it's there it's out there now but yeah so hit me up on any of those uh it's just the talking spot i think on facebook to make it easier for you guys i think you can find me under brown sasuke because that's another name that I, I put on there as either way i'll figure out how to link this out i'll you know i'll get the information to you guys but yeah follow me there engage you know give me something uh give me some conversations to start and um yeah we'll go from there i think my my biggest i my biggest hope for the future is that this podcast can grow and there can be community around it um even if it's just my local friends and family or whatever that see this it'd be really cool to have you guys in and we could talk about different topics and you know it's just you know i think that is a, a cool future plans for this and you never know sky's the limit with podcasts you know i think eventually in the future i'll even get onto youtube and maybe start filming a lot of this stuff so yeah just stay stay tuned cool things are, are coming so thank you thank you so much guys for giving me your, your attention on this episode there will be a lot more of these to come so keep your eye out all right feel free to reach out to me on social i've been brown sasuke aka the realest to ever do it aka brandon aka whatever you want me to be <laughs> i'm gonna leave you guys off with some tunes just to kind of end out this podcast with but you know what it is guys i love you keep sp- keep uh, spreading peace love and positivity i'll see you guys next time as always stay classy my friend